Good afternoon, 63 Football Talks. I am your host, Jordan Kibbe, and you are listening to the first breaking news podcast here on 63 Football Talk. The breaking news that I posted on my Facebook page earlier. The Philadelphia Eagles are moving on from head coach Doug Peterson. I will be talking about that today. I'll be adding where I think he actually might be going because there are some rumors heating up because of connections that he could be going to a certain team to become their new head coach. And I will also be updating you on the Deshaun Watson situation that we talked about on the last on my last episode. As we know, he is disgruntled. I'll be bringing that up. But we get to the main story. This is... This podcast episode is going to mainly focus on the Doug Peterson firing. Philadelphia has decided to let him go after, I want to say, four or five seasons. I'm not for sure. Uh, It's a little bit surprising because Doug Peterson, as we know, just a couple years um, with that miraculous Super Bowl win over the New England Patriots, bringing the first title in Philadelphia history. And I know some people may be asking, Jordan, why would they do this? Well, as we saw, they struggled this season heavily. Um, sorry, I had to get some coffee in me. Um, we know that Carson Wentz, we saw him regress pretty heavily. Um, and that really, that relationship kind of got... It kind of really just went south late in the season. Um, as we saw, they he wasn't, he wasn't happy after the benching when they decided to go with... Uh, their second-round rookie, um, Jalen Hurts, at the helm. Um, And then if you saw that Week 17 uh, game versus the uh, Washington football team, it was just a mess. And I want to bring that up real quick because I've kind of had an issue with this where I've seen a lot of New York Giants fans complaining like, oh, they threw the game, blah, 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 blah. They screwed us, blah, 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 blah. Hold on. I'm not mad about that. Giants, that's your fault. You should have played better in this season to put yourself in a better situation to be in the playoffs. That's not your problem. My problem is with Doug Peterson in that situation. And I get it. Week 17, you're in a game that really doesn't mean anything to your team. You're already out of the playoffs. I could see you saying you want to evaluate talent. But you also need to give your football team the best chance to win a game and even though I know Jalen Hurts was struggling in the past game I think he was 7 to 20 for the night only like 70 yards but he was running the ball well he had two touchdowns on the ground for them he was their best chance to win that game especially since the fact Carson Wentz wasn't even dressed so to put a Nate Sudfeld in in the fourth quarter uh, late in the third early fourth And say, hey, go try and do what you can against one of the best, and honestly probably the best front line of a defense that the Washington football team has. It's just, it's asking too much. The the kid looks scared. He had no idea. He was frantic. He was making just bad decisions. It wasn't the right time. So, I wanted to clarify that um, because... I've had some people ask me opinions on that, and that's my opinion. I don't feel bad for Giants fans. Yes, does it suck? I know it sucks watching because you're like, oh, we just need them to win, and they have a chance to win if they have Jalen Hurts. Uh-uh. I'm sorry. Don't rely on teams to 
trying to win you game, win games for you to put you in a good, better situation. But anyway, get moving forward here. There is just it's been it's been very interesting. Um, this situation we've been hearing it over the last about week since um, the end of the season that there were talks that they were going to talk to Doug, see what they were going to do, and they made that decision today. Um, and I get it, Jeffrey Lurie, who is a very passionate owner, um, he said he already has so much respect for him. Um, it just I think it started to fizzle out. There was some struggle. The Carson Wentz regression just really did not help. Um, his play calling of Doug Peterson down the stretch just didn't look good. Um, so they're going to look to go in a different way. And the Eagles' job now becomes very interesting. And I know people are going to ask, where would you rank them as you did your uh, top six jobs? Um, they're lower towards the bottom. Eh. They're probably a fourth or fifth, um, you could say. There's only probably two job, two maybe three jobs below them, um, in terms of the Jets, the Lions, maybe even the Lions, and also now the Texans, who I will say is probably the worst job available. And I'll get to that in a minute when I talk about Deshaun. But we look at this, and the Eagles are just in a really hard spot. And why are they in a hard spot? Well. Because now the question is, is who head coach are they going to bring in and who's going to be that quarterback? Uh, there are There's now reports coming out. Uh, I talked about it, that Carson Wentz, they were saying Carson Wentz probably wasn't going to go anywhere. And now they're saying the situation might be better because now they got rid of, of uh, Doug Peterson. Maybe now they can find a coach who will say, come in and work with him. That's a possibility. But let's not forget where this team sits in the draft. They are sitting at pick five or six, I believe. I can't remember what, which one officially it is. But that's huge. And especially in a draft where there is like there is three to four quarterbacks that are going to be in discussion in those top five to uh, seven picks. You know, with Trevor Lawrence, who everyone believes, and I can, and I agree with it that I think he's going to be a lock for the um, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. You have um, Justin Fields, who's going to be a big name, um, especially tonight. He's going to try to continue and in, um, involving his resume as they take on Alabama in the national championship game. You have. You have Zach Wilson, the quarterback from BYU, who came out um, this year and just really showed that he's he's a big-time name and he's going to have a chance here. You also have uh, Trey Lance, quarterback from North Dakota State, which that would be <laughs> – how, how much of a coincidence do you think that would be? That if Trey Lance, quarterback from North Dakota State, were to say maybe get drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles, one North Dakota State Bison taking over for the other one. There's just a lot of possibilities. So, and a coach is going to have to look at that. But also what a coach is going to have to look at is this team's struggling in a lot of areas. Again, we talked about it when I did my NFC breakdowns. This team has receiver issues. You need to go get a big name receiver, and especially because the quarterbacks are going to fly off the board so quick here in this draft, I believe, that you're going to have one of the top two to three receivers and Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell. One of those three is going to be sitting there right there for the Eagles. O-line. 
Penny Suel, I do not believe they're going to be in play for him. Um, if the Jets decide not to go quarterback, um, they're probably going to go Penny Suel, or maybe they trade back. So if they trade back and a team comes up for a quarterback, I don't see Penny Suel falling past the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. You still have options of Rashad Slater, a tackle out of Northwestern. Um, he's probably the next big name that you'd really want to say is probably a top 10 pick. Um, but he'd be a reach there at number six, probably. Um, so there's just a lot of questions. Their team is getting older. A lot of their key players are getting up there in age. Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Zach Ertz, who is going to be in a discussion of trade. Jason Kelsey, their veteran center. Um, Jason Peters, who came back for this season, will probably be retiring at the end of the year. Um, he'll probably be making his retirement this offseason. There's just a lot of questions and a lot of hole. They don't have that much cap space. They're in cap space trouble. And that happens when you sign Carson Wentz to a big-time contract like they did. And so also the question is going to be is if they say, hey, we are going to move on from him and maybe try the Jalen Hurts or maybe some other quarterback in free agency, um, someone maybe late in the draft to sit behind Jalen and come in and compete, what's Carson Wentz's? Um, what's what? What's going to give Carson Wentz? What's what's he going to offer? Um, what's his price? Um, is someone going to be willing to give a first-round pick? Um, I know a lot of teams, and it's um, especially being a Colts fan, I get a lot of talk because when Carson Wentz was successful, his offensive coordinator was Frank Reich, our head coach. So I know there's going to be a lot of people who are going to try and tie him to, to the Colts. And it's going to be, is someone going to give a first-rounder? Do the Denver Broncos, who are in a question? There's just a lot of teams who have some questions at quarterback, and are they going to say, hey, we think Carson Wentz can be that guy still. Do we? Are we willing to trade that first? I think he is going to garner in a top pick. Um, is someone going to be willing to give a first? Possibly, but I do think he's still worth a second to third round pick uh, easily. Um, I think he gets in a situation – to where he has a just a rechant, a, he just needs that breath of fresh air, and could that breath of fresh air be the firing of Doug Peterson? We will see. And the one thing the Eagles are going to have a disadvantage though that these other six teams that fired their head coaches, who three as we talked about were midseason, who had a big jump start, and three who fired them after or two after Monday, one after uh, just last Sunday, uh, two Sundays ago. My apologies. They also got a head uh, head start. So, and again, with the Rooney rules, you have to hire a coach of minority. A lot of the minority coaches have already been interviewed. Now, again, they could say, hey, they could interview maybe a Deuce Staley running back coach for who's on the Eagles. He could be a possibility that they um, interview. Um, it's just going to be interesting to see who they go with. And generally, the last three coaches that they've had, Andy Reid to Chip Kelly to Doug Pearson have all been heavy offensive minds. So do they go in a different route? Do they go, say, maybe a defensive guy? Robert Sala, as we know, is one of the big defensive names out there, but we believe that he's tied to a different jobs. We probably, I still believe that he's going to be the head coach of the Detroit Lions. So is there another defensive mind out there that they could go? Maybe a, Nat, a Matt Eberflus on the Colts. As being a Colts fan, he's been get, garnering a lot of attention lately. Maybe they go there. Maybe they just decide, hey, we need a coach who 
isn't going to focus and say, hey, we need someone who's just going to come in here and coach because as we saw, especially this year, where Doug Pearson focused so much on the offense and they still struggled. Maybe you just need someone who's going to come in and coach this team. You know, hey, the Cleveland Browns last night played without their head coach, Kevin Seifer. Um, their special teams coach was the uh, took over as the uh, head coach for that game. Now, hey, the Browns look pretty good. They looked motivated. And he's been coaching them all week, especially with um, Kevin Stefanski out. Maybe his name garners attention. It's a special teams coach. Heck, you're okay if your head coach has to focus on his special teams. Uh, Jim Harbaugh. Or John Harbaugh, I apologize. John, John, the head coach of the Baltimore Ravens, he was a special teams coach. Maybe he's an option. Maybe they try to go back to Andy Reid roots like they did with Peterson, but maybe they try to pull in Eric Bieniemy, see if they can get him to want to come interview with him. It's going to be interesting to see. So the Eagles, I believe, are still going to be one of the lower jobs. I know there's a there's some they have still some talent, but they have a lot of cap issues. Um and they just have some holes that they're going to have to fill. So it's going to be a tough job to want to rebuild. And uh, their big question is going to be, what do we do with Carson? Next, we go to Doug Peterson. Um, because as I said at the beginning of the show, there's already some rumors going around. Guys, I do believe Doug Peterson, he's going to be coaching in the league next year no matter what. If it's an offensive coach, coordinator, um, possibly even head coach. As we know, the New York Jets have an opening. Um, we've talked about him. I kind of mentioned Matt Campbell. Um, but guys, Joe Douglas, the general manager for the New York Jets, has a connection with Doug Pearson. Joe Douglas was a member of the Eagles staff when they won that Super Bowl. There are ties. There was even a crazy rumor going around that the Jets were maybe willing to trade for Doug Pearson. We haven't seen a trade for a head coach in a while. I think the last one was... Actually, Bill Belichick, I think he got traded. Um, I can't remember if it was to the Cleveland Browns or actually to the New England Patriots, but he was traded. Um, we've seen it before. It's crazy to think that, um, but there's always been rumors. I know back when the Colts job was opening before we uh, um, tried going McDaniels, then officially got Frank Reich. I know there were rumors saying, hey, maybe maybe they trade for Sean Payton of the Saints. It's, it's crazy, but... But now we, they don't have to do that because now we see Doug Pearson is fired. Uh, and now he's an option, and especially the Jets who have been interviewing a lot of people. I mean, they have been taking a lot of interviews, and a lot of people have been taking them. And I'm actually really surprised this, the, how many interviews. But again, like I said um, at the beginning of the last episode, an NFL job is an NFL job. And if you get the chance to become a head coach in the league, you're going to take the option. So... Now, the one thing I think Doug Pearson, that Joe Douglas is going to tell Doug if he said, if he comes in interviews with him, which I believe he will, is Joe's going to tell him, Doug, if you're coming here, I need you to take a step back. I don't want a coach who's going to focus on one side of the ball. I just need someone who can coach. So you got to be willing to take a step back and say, hey, I'm not going to call plays. I'll hire an offensive coordinator who's going to run the offense. That's what he, and honestly, guys, I think it would be the best thing for Doug Peterson. If he takes a step back just to get his mind right. The last couple of seasons have been tough. Injuries have plagued the Eagles. 
and Doug P- and Doug Pearson might be a guy who comes in and says, "Hey, I like Sam Darnold." So maybe that answers a question, or maybe he says, "Hey, we." The, again, that's going to be the big question of the Jets. Whatever coach they bring in is going to have to make the decision, along with Joe Douglas, and say, "Hey, is Sam Darnold still our future, or do we go in a different route?" Especially having the number two overall pick, you don't know. So. That'll be the interesting thing. Like I said, I believe Doug Peterson's going to be coaching in the league. Um, it'd just be interesting where he goes. And with the rumors going around and the connections, he's already being tied to the New York Jets. So don't be surprised if in the next couple of days we get a breaking news that the New York Jets are hiring Doug Peterson as their next head coach. Now we transition away from that because at the beginning of the show I stated I'm going to update you guys on the Deshaun Watson scenario. Now a lot of people are asking, Jordan, what's going on with Deshaun Watson? Because I talked about it last time. I didn't quite have all the information for you guys. Now I have the information for you guys. Owner, um, I believe it's Rick Smith of the Houston Texans, told Deshaun going into the offseason that because he's the franchise quarterback, you are going to be involved with the search for GM and the search for a head coach. We want your opinion. We want to take that into consideration. Well, as we know, just a couple days ago, uh, about a week ago now actually, the Houston Texans hired Nick Casario, player development uh, personnel of personnel for the New England Patriots, as their GM. Well, Deshaun's frustrated about that because they didn't. They didn't even ask him. They're like, what do you feel about What do you think about this guy? So that's that's already starting off bad. One coach who the Houston Texans, or who Deshaun Watson wanted, he requested, hey, can we try and interview this guy? It was my prediction of Eric Bieniemy. Guys, they didn't even try getting him in for an interview. So now Deshaun's going, sitting here going, hey, you ask for me to put my input, but then you don't ask me for anything you don't ask my thoughts and then you don't even ask me and then you just ignore my request for a guy who I think would be a great coach for us and I get it guys some of you guys are going why does that matter he's just a quarterback he just needs to go out and play it's different guys when it comes to the NFL do you know how many teams base their decisions around their especially a franchise quarterback because what's this this league is ran by quarterbacks Quarterbacks are the big name. Quarterbacks make the money. Quarterbacks bring in the fans. So you can under so I start to understand. And I know a lot of people are saying, hey, you didn't have to hot you didn't have to sign that big contract. That was different. That was a little different, guys. At that time, when he signed that contract, DeAndre Hopkins was still on the team. They still had maybe pieces to say, hey, we're, we believe in this, and Bill O'Brien, I mean, they had some success with him as a, as a coach. You know, they made it to the playoffs two years in a row. Um, so, you can see why Deshaun would think, hey, yeah, I'm going to sign this contract. I'm going to be a Houston Texan. Well, now the Houston Texans are just crumbling. And I will say now today, especially because with the Deshaun Watson news heating up, I believe it's the worst job the worst head coaching opportunity. It's the low ranked head coaching. I wouldn't say, I won't say worst or worst job in the NFL because any head coaching job in the NFL is a good job. Like I said, you're going to have guys interview it for no matter what. Um, but now it's going to be a struggle, especially because 
if Deshaun Watson leaves, now this team really has to figure out. And there's been a lot of talks about where he's going to go. Um, we heard the 49ers may be willing, which they could do a couple different things. I read an article where they have a couple different scenarios. Maybe they trade just a couple picks. Maybe first rounder this year, first rounder next year, and maybe even a uh, a first rounder and a second rounder this year because they don't have that. And then maybe a first rounder next year. Maybe they do that. Maybe they trade a first rounder for this year and maybe swap quarterbacks of Jimmy Garoppolo to the Houston Texans. That could be interesting, especially. And that could be a thing because Nick Casario, who's been part of the New England Patriots, he knows about Jimmy Garoppolo. He knows what he can do. So maybe says, hey, we can go get him. And maybe with that pick, um, with the San Francisco 49ers, who I believe are in the top 10, top 15 of the pick, maybe they say, they're, maybe they're, I think they're number 12, actually, I believe. Um, maybe they're sitting there going, hey, maybe we grab a Trey Lance who could be sitting there, a Zach Wilson, maybe a Mac Wilson or someone to sit behind uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, there were a couple other ones where they were talking about maybe Nick Bosa, or Fred Warner, their middle linebacker. I don't see that happening. I don't think the 49ers are that crazy to want to trade their two of their one of their two best defensive players. The Denver Broncos could be interesting. Um, as I I don't know if I talk I didn't talk about this last time. John Elway, who's officially stepping down as GM, he's just going to be an owner. Um, he's going to help. Um, Oh, he's just going to be a per, pretty much an owner. He's going to sit back. He's going to be president of the team. He's going to be the one who hires the GM. He's going to take a step back. Um, but that they still have to hire a GM, and a GM's got. And he's going to say. And he said that GM who comes in is going to be in control of all the decisions, personnel, drafting, all that. So that's going to be up to that GM to say, hey, do I really want to trade a first round pick to the Denver Broncos? Um, being a Colts fan, I know a lot of people are asking, would the Do you think the Colts could be in the running? And guys, I I just don't see it. Nick Casario, even if if Nick Casario decides to go the route and say, I'm going to trade Deshaun Watson, even if, I think it would have to be a huge load from the Colts. I would say, honestly, three years of first-round picks for them to want to move him. And the reason I say that is because Nick Casario is not going to want to trade Deshaun Watson to a French, to a divisional opponent where he's got to verse him two years every year and make a fool. I would love to see it. And let me tell you, I'll, I'll bring in a little bit of my, my bias here. The Colt, if I wake up to a headline or whatever I'm doing, if I see a headline that Deshaun Watson traded to divisional opponent Indianapolis Colts, Guys, I might tear up a little bit. <laughs> that would be crazy. But I, ju- I don't see it happening. The big one that, I'm, that I've read, and I will say we have to keep an eye on this. Because before we really get into this, Deshaun Watson has a no-trade clause. But he can, he can say, I'll veto it, trade me. The one team he's interested in is the Miami Dolphins. And I know a lot of people are going, well, Jordan, they just drafted Tua Tungavaloa. That's the thing. If you do a trade piece, yes. And the Miami Dolphins have two first-round picks. Maybe they say, hey, we'll trade you our third and Tua for Deshaun. 
and maybe maybe a second rounder, third rounder, maybe a late rounder pick, also to the Texans maybe. But I also think the Texans would have to maybe give something back. But think about that. Tua, who is being questioned a little bit by the Miami fans, is he actually the guy? Because they played a little bit better under Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, that could be interesting. Where Tua now gets a fresh start. Because now he goes to a team that says, hey, Tua, you're going to be the guy. We're going we're gonna to trade our already established franchise quarterback for you, and we're going to build this team around you. That could be very interesting. And now the Miami Dolphins, if they get Deshaun Watson, guys, look at Miami last year, this past season. They were one win away. They were one win away from being in the playoffs. They would have beat Buffalo, or even if the Colts would have lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars, they would have been in the playoffs. So now you give them a quarterback like Deshaun Watson. Could be very interesting, and I think we're seeing maybe a trend from Deshaun. I think he wants to play with the minority coach, and there's nothing wrong with that. Him being a minority himself, he sees what Brian Flores is doing there. Brian Flores, as we've seen, guys, is a very passionate coach. A very passionate coach. When they played the Cincinnati Bengals earlier this season, there was a fight that it was about to break out after a dirty hit on uh, wide receiver punt returner Jakeem Grant. Brian Flores was almost to the Bengals sideline, like ready to throw hands with people. I think that's what Deshaun wants to be around. He wants to be around a guy who's passionate. Because Bill O'Brien didn't really show a lot of passion. He just sat back. And Romeo Cornell, it's not his fault. He's the interim. And he's an older guy. He's he's not <laughs> he's not he's never really been a really rah-rah guy. So you could see why a Miami Dolphin fit would be huge for Deshaun. So, as we continue going through this offseason, it's going to be very interesting. Because not only do we have seven jobs now that have to be filled for head coaching, there's a lot of teams with quarterback questions. Guys, I'll give you another team. I'll give you one more team here real quick that could be come in and play for Deshaun Watson. Now, it could be interesting. Because especially they're in the playoffs right now, and so they're gonna they're gonna be a little bit behind. And if a team like the Miami Dolphins wants to go make a move, they have a little more to offer. Drew Brees for the Saints announced that this is probably his last. This is his last year. It's not official, but there's a lot of reports saying this is Drew Brees' last run. What if the New Orleans Saints go? Hey, what if we trade our first rounder? Maybe it's two first rounders to go get Deshaun Watson. Think of that. Think of Deshaun Watson and Sean Payton running the NFC South. That's scary. Because now you get a quarterback like Deshaun Watson with great arm talent and gives you that mobility that Drew Brees can't offer. And there's no, it's no offense. He's never been that mobile of a guy. And he's also, and now he's 41 years old. But think about that. You put Deshaun Watson with an established offensive line. Michael Thomas as your receiver one. Alvin Kamara as your running back. It would be so interesting to see what would happen there. Well, guys, that is all the time I have. Um, I appreciate you guys for tuning in and continuing the support. Again, um, Please go follow 63 Football Talk on Facebook. Um, it is where I keep up with all 
of the breaking news. I keep up with, uh, I try to post as much as I can, try to keep you guys as updated as I can. Well, till next time, see ya everybody and have a great day.